guys are gonna want to quit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're still level seven, right? You are yeah. still level seven. Yeah. Yes. Just, Weird. Just... I'm level eleven. You need to fix that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like so... a you problem, not an us problem. So strange. I'm a higher to... level than everybody. You're not supposed to tell them about the secret bonus experience. Holy moly. Chet just solo carries half our encounters. Well, it explains a lot that he's five levels above us. <laughs> he's level 12. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for this D&D adventure. Joining me today, we have... Daniel playing Chet Fleek. K-Hall playing Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Falrock. Matt's dead. <laughs> Waffle playing it. the one and only Tarjux Heiko. I think you said ping him when Zach no, and K-Hall were done. Oh, that was you. Well, then I don't know. I don't know, because he was right here. Oh, <laughs> I'm Matt and I play Leyland. There we go. All right. Fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. No, the we'll uh, we'll leave it in just like that. The fans like it raw. <laughs> Honestly, there's something to be said for that. I'm, I'm we could we could pull all dozen of our fans and see what they like. Yeah. True. Uh, my guess is they do not come to the Alchemist Club for production quality. <laughs> it, yeah, the ones that stay with us, they know. They know. Like they know what they're in for. They listen yeah. to episode one, two, three, four, five through twenty-five. <laughs> dot dot dot. This, this guy wild shape before he casts lightning storm. Oh god, these guys are idiots. They can't do anything right. Fans, if you're still listening, the front of every episode being like, "Hey, sorry, it's shitty. We know." <laughs> I haven't. I haven't had to do that for a long time. Yeah, I kind of miss editor Joe's dulcet tones. Last week, where I had to be like, "Hey guys, it's been a while." <laughs> hey, how are you? So glad to be here. All right, we're gonna go blow up an island full of um, the canker, yes. the cronk. That that stanky dog. No, no, no! You you don't bring Kronk's name into this. Kronk is a good man. That steez. All those and above can be found drop a, a on purple bomb on it. The purple the, haze. The mysterious, the elusive, the unquestionably dangerous island of Mysteria, uh, which we are about to dunk into the void with a. They called it. They didn't call it a bomb. They had a specific name for it. They called it a core charge. Yes. Charge, because it it's like a mini force cage, but it's cylindrical and it just lops off the middle of the island from the rest. And then, apparently, um, cold cold shoulder or did it, is it cold shoulder? Yes, yeah. cold shoulder. Cold shoulder is going to do whatever it is they do uh, to the rest of it. As I understand it, um, the charge has to be defended while it is arming. Something so, along those lines, yes. Um, yeah, we actually have to go down with it onto the Some island. of us do. I vote we keep one person up here on the guns because teliferous armament is stronger than anything we have on foot. Hmm? Barring, hmm. like, maybe two lightning bolts back-to-back, -back, and I get, like, two of those, and then I'm done. And no, teliferous I, I could just think... sling those forever. 
Yeah, I'm just saying, like, Teliferous versus two lightning bolts back-to-back, I think Teliferous is going to take that fight. Yeah, Teliferous wins. Um, My point being that... My first point being, we need to figure out if someone else can man the guns other than the hatchling among us. I still really do, think... Do you get... trust someone else to man the I guns? trust Basil and Ivy. It would probably oh, yeah. just shoot flower petals or something. Yeah, Whoa, that and... is a legitimate strategy in Pokemon. And we were going to be like, oh, what if Desmond <laughs> just shoots water? And it did, and it was still rad. That is also <laughs> a legitimate strategy in Pokemon. Exactly. See, this is fine. Yeah. So My point being Here's that, where um... I unveiled the the whole time this has been a Pokemon podcast and not D&D at all. <laughs> Dude, I'm ready. At some point, the ideal arrangement is for all of us to be on the ground, and then someone else who's not great in frontline combat to be up on Teliferous shelling the enemy. And right now, we, we don't know if that works or not, because we haven't put Ivy into the cannon. You also don't know if Basil or Ivy are good at frontline combat or not. Well, yes, but I sort of make the assumption that, like, they favor, you know, scrying and abjuration and stuff. I... I think they can make decent tanks. I don't know if they're putting out the damage that we're looking for. Could they also be pacifist? That's the other thing, is I do sort of get the idea that they're not super thrilled about combat, which is why we really got to find someone else on the entire planet that we trust, aside from two botanists. (laughs) Who else can you trust? Uh, the the Iconoclast, basically. That's our list. Which is why I'm trying to get these gnomes on our side so we can be like, hey, we'd like to recruit one of your gnome door gunners that you use on your Apache ornithopters. And Maybe someone who just... got thrown out of the core for being... For Ew. being a loose cannon. And I'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I got kicked out because I don't play by the rules. And I'm like, a single tier. I'm like, you're home. This is your home now, Floppy Hat. Um, yeah, his name is Stig Wibble Floppy Hat, and he he doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We can't prove that that's not on the name generator. Either. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing about known names is they're all plausible. Um, but yeah, so he'll he'll be up there um, unleashing. Um, his magic when he's in the tree is just 50 caliber rounds and uh, Fortunate Son is just blasting in the background. Uh-huh. But uh, up until that point, I'm thinking either like myself or maybe Falrock because your thing cauterizes or like Desmond because water keeps the icky stuff away. Like but Desmond could be good for like crowd people. He was awesome. Yeah. I guess my my point being, like, maybe we start with Falrock to clear us a landing site, and then we switch out to Desmond or something. Because the issue here is not going to be like, oh, we're in mortal danger from being attacked by a squirrel. It's, we're in mortal danger from being infected by a squirrel. On that note, I will remind you that when heat and flame were applied to the grizzly bear, it sublimated into a gas. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. Des- I think Desmond might actually be yeah. the best for the can. It's like that was hinted at with the cold shoulder being 
Right. And that's the other thing. It's very thematic. I'm just worried that, like, um, I'm going to get mauled. <laughs> I mean, true. Yeah, that's, so, that's a new possibility. So if we keep the Teliferous, like, hovering over the island at, like, 75 feet, I can just sort of, like, sit on the edge of the grass and just kind of, like, dangle my legs over the side and throw shatters down. <laughs> Would people be opposed to that? Like... What's the range of uh, shatter? I think it's like that's an excellent question. I'll use uh, sixty feet, so I'd have to be a little closer. The Teliferous started throwing a fit fifty feet away from the uh, ground, right? Correct. Well, fifty feet Has... away from the nearest source of the canker, yeah, the, the treetops. Hasn't it been a little too long since he almost died, though? I mean, yeah, you, you know, I'm liking it. Uh, this isn't like. I don't know. I don't feel like throwing my life on the line for a random fungus lump in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know. If there were, like, too much character developing, yeah, maybe I'd be like, oh, we have to free them. I'm going to suicidally throw my life away to free these people. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. So I have no real stake. This is mostly just to get on the good side of uh, Pannona Humblebumple. So... Obviously, I can't cash in those favors if I am dead and or a zombie. Did we get a sense from them? Or um, I guess once we arrive, because it's like a day's journey out there, right? Yep. So uh, as previously, I did offer them, you know, like landing sites on Teliferous if they need to like get out and stretch their legs or if they want to get some tea or, you know, a bathroom break, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure is a luxury they do not normally have. So, uh, you know, live in the carrier lifestyle now. But uh, when we are down and I believe it was... Is is Pannona herself leading this? Or is who's the leader of the cold shoulder? That's an excellent question. Let me Because I know up... it's not Fibblestib Lufaloo. No. And I know it's not Zafrab Waggletop. Let me pull up my... I don't think it's Tippletoe Stalwick. It's not Tippletoe Stalwick. And, and it's not Ellie Bell Horcus Porcus. Pull up my name list. <laughs> the Ornithopter pilot leading Cold Shoulder Squadron is Namfoodle Lignanhall. All right. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, once Commander Lignanhall is stopped aboard Teliferous for um, presumably some pancakes with uh, freshly printed syrup. Um, <laughs> because we run a bed and breakfast. <laughs> um, print syrup, though. We're gonna upgrade it. I'd like, we're gonna upgrade the syrup printer. <laughs> when he's down here... Anymore, it's syrup now? I will, people kept giving me shit for calling it the mayonnaise printer. <laughs> It's like, look, you got to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> I ask Lignanhall how long this core charge takes to arm. Are we going to be down there for like an hour or like 30 seconds? He waves a fork with some pancake on the end of you and <laughs> says, it's not, it doesn't really take long to charge. You just have to line it up exactly correctly and hit the button. Okay. The issue is lining it up exactly correctly. Yes. Why? 
what's the issue there? It has to exactly and entirely encompass the anchor point connection. Otherwise, and if any of that, if any landmass is still attached to the anchor when it goes off, then the island will not sink. And I assume this is something you guys detect magically. Usually, we have ornithopters underneath relaying information back up top. Okay, well, we can do that. Of um, course, then they have to escape before the island falls on them. That's what my question was. How long do we have to get that out? That sounds of daring. Not very long. Uh, probably maybe 20 seconds or so before it reaches the anchor cloud layer. Plenty of 20 time. 20 seconds, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, How many so... gnomes have died? Just out of curiosity. Leyland, that's sorry. rude. How, how do the people... How did the gnomes flying ornithopters below the island know where the charge is on top of the island? And, like, how close it is to where it should be placed? Well, they don't. They rely on communication from above. It's a very finicky business. Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay, um... Maybe a bit more of a pressing issue here. What happens if the canker touches you? How quick are you subsumed into its hostile alien intelligence? First symptoms are a sore throat and fever. <laughs> and then you lose your sense of taste. Yep. <laughs> and then you lose your sense of sight. Dry <laughs> cough. <laughs> yeah, so, like, how... Is this something where, like, if we get a drop of it on our skin, we have to amputate? Or is this, like... If we are bitten, we need medical treatment within five hours. He squints at we, you. Like, we did not touch this stuff at all, because like, we were like, oh, maybe it's yeah. really bad. Liferous let you on board. <laughs> it's just, he'd be flying, <laughs> trying to get back to it. And it's just like, no. <laughs> uh, he, he looks you up and down and um, sort of gestures to your tallness with the fork the same fork the, the pancake is gone now yes um and he says someone your size you probably have about an hour or so before it reaches the brainstem okay desmond do we have here pray for lesser restoration amputation is is a good cure Ooh, for i like it. i like lesser amputation better uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, Desmond doesn't get to be on the boat, then. Don't get your torso exposed? Don't get any of you exposed. Well, I have lesser restoration, I mean, and I have it prepared. Nice. So even... All right. Well, I'm not even sure lesser thoughts. restoration is going to save you, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'll don't even. I'm just thinking, like, aside from wearing, you know, an extra long sleeves. <laughs> Did you bring your turtleneck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is there any protective measures that you typically take? Like, we have hazmat suits. Like, when you're anything? lining this up, I assume you have gnomes repelling, like, invaders kind of thing, like retaliation from the canker. Yes, generally, um, it only it's only super infectious if it enters your bloodstream. So. Okay. 
Anything on your exposed skin probably won't cause long-term infection. Probably. It's not very well studied. We may be reckless when it comes to our sciences, but nobody was stupid enough to bring samples of the canker back to Hobstonopolis for extended testing. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, fair. So, don't get scratched by the woodland creature. How many we already knew have that. you all encountered? Two. Oh. Oh, okay, so this is a relatively new process. <laughs> yeah. We've never seen the canker this far north before. How is it hopping island? I mean, it's possible that it was like one Bird big island and it broke apart. There are, from our previous expeditions, there's sort of a large swath of the planet that's just islands covered in this stuff that appear to have achieved some sort of stable orbit where there isn't anything left inside their infection radius. The fact that one is has been sighted up here is troublesome and worrying. Good thing we did that uh, recon patrol that you guys weren't willing to finance. Don't All we, right, don't, don't, don't if we them. The if we thought we needed a, a day to prepare, um, I could bring stone skin and cast it on whoever's the hardest to hit, so that there are ground person trying to well stone skin. deal with the. Doesn't stone skin set your AC, not increase it? No, it's a resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and oh. slashing damage. Oh, okay. I was thinking bark skin. Are the gnomes, are any gnomes going to be down there? I assume they probably are going to hang out in their ornithopters, like, throwing... You all water... are doing great down there. <laughs> water <laughs> balloons full of toothpaste, or... Yes, we're... Such. I mean, typically they send special ops for this, but we didn't have time to prepare and we don't worry we're we're great like you're gonna see us in action you're gonna be like boy we don't even need the special ops we got this we're the best money can buy (laughs) lab cleanup yeah i mean there's there's not even any like delicate sensitive scientific equipment out here so we can really let loose okay well so it sounds like the tricky part is once we get it down there, we have to line it up. Yes. Um, so I think one of your crews down beneath the um, the thing. Island. The island, thank you. <laughs> uh, should probably have one of our sending stones and the other one up on Teliferous or probably actually down with the ground crew. Um. And then relaying whatever information needs to be relayed there. Um, and then, yeah, just park Teliferous in a bombardment location. Clear out as much of the stuff directly above it as we can with uh, Leyland's attacks. And then from there, switch out to Desmond for crowd control and get this thing settled. I mean, what do you, specifically, what do you mean get it settled like who's going down who's doing what i think desmond is the only one who's not going down i think stone skin on i would say fall rock i could wall of fire around if we can get a if we can get a good estimation of where it should be i can i can cast one uh in a circle in a circle with a uh a 20 foot diameter the fire is really bad on this stuff though that's what i was gonna say if they run 
because they don't care. Gas. We're getting yeah, like it'll... every th- third word that you're saying. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Wall of Stone is a fifth level spell. And I'm not actually level 12, so I can't cast that. <laughs> Yet. Are these... I wish we knew more about them. Because if they're still considered living creatures, somebody... Oh, wait, I don't have that either. Never mind, I'm still looking at fifth level spells. Anti-life shell! Yeah. Captain Lignan Hall. Is it Captain? Commander? I don't know how ranks work in uh, Hopstonopolis. Chief Master Sergeant Lignan Hall. <laughs> Chief Master Sergeant Lignan Hall, um, do you have any recommendations for operating here as we are going to take this charge down and prep? Have you found in the past that the organisms infected by the canker act as one? There might be some sort of psionic attack we could perform against the whole of the island. Um, gosh. Because it's like, Desmond could cast Calm Emotions, but I'm not sure if it'll work. I don't think they have, like, a brain that would... That would Unless work. the island itself is the brain. How am I going to make an island chill? <laughs> I, I don't know. How did you make the other guy chill? Like, you just did it. All right. Um, other from, from what we've we seen can... in the past, on um, the two occasions that we've done this before, they the organisms tend to be relatively coordinated. Okay. Hmm. You uh, wouldn't happen to have any stellar ideas for lining this thing up, would you? It's pretty. It's pretty tricky. It's been pretty hit or miss in the past before. We've had to come back on one of those occasions with two extra core charges. Yeah, that's uh, that's not going to fly here. Um, gosh, you know what? Uh, I have a guy. Let me go. Uh, let me go get our expert on uh, core charge placement. I will be right back. And I go downstairs and I bang open the door to Basil and Ivy's house and I go, there's an evil fungus and we need your help locating the exact center of an island. (laughs) Basil and Ivy are... This This comes 30 minutes after I barged my way into their kitchen and went, I'm making pancakes. (laughs) You have a kitchen on the ship. Do we really? Yeah. Yes, of course we do. That doesn't seem likely. That makes it even better. <laughs> yes, you of don't course even we do. All right. Anyways, um, I, basically, I'm here. Basil, uh, once upon a time, you did a cool locate magical objects scrying. I did that like three days ago for you. Well, you also <laughs> did it a long time ago, so we're both right. Let's just leave it at that. Um, my point being, we're looking for something a little more fine-tuned because we need to find the anchor point of an island. And this is a little bit outside my particular wheelhouse because I don't do <coughs> precise, arcane figurings. I sort of just, you know, I rev it up and just let it loose. That's true, yes. precise. I do some things precise. I do exactly one thing precise. <laughs> He 
uh, makes another move in the game of dragon chess that he's playing with Ivy. <laughs> um, Ivy grins predatorially, knocks over another piece of his, and he just like sighs and stands up. <laughs> and he says, "Fine. Um, which island is it?" Uh, the island of Mysteria, the one we were at uh, not too long ago with the purple gunk. Oh, right. The weird, uh, the weird. Apparently, it's some sort of terrible planet choking virus plague fungus called the canker. And the gnomes are going to throw it into the void. What's a virus? <laughs> um, it's a thing you upload to databases to... <laughs> destroy uh, <laughs> plans on them for terrible airships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chief Master Sergeant Lignan Hall it's, looks it's horrified. It's kind of like um, when, you, when you take a deep vape of the cloud, but there's like a little bit of backwash. <laughs> anyway. And then the whole, the whole cloud's just nasty after that point. Damn it, I took a drink. Damn you. <laughs> that was your first mistake. I got thirsty. <laughs> okay, but I'll probably have to go down onto the island itself to make this work because there was low-level magical interference over that whole thing. Okay. Oh, uh, um, I don't like that. So, Problem. yeah... The this will be a dangerous situation, just so you're aware. Uh, we will be down there protecting you and whoever else comes along, but uh, just, you know, know what you're getting into here. How big is the island? Can't we just, like, blast it out it of the sky? It wasn't very large. Deliverous? I was actually thinking about that, and I was wondering if Desmond could narrow his water uh, splash into, like, a water jet, <laughs> a jet and no. we just start dicing off chunks of the island. <laughs> Like, it'd take, like, a day, but what's the island going to do? Yell at us? Do you really want to know? What if it starts, know? like, putting the canker on top of itself and making a giant phylus that's going to come infect us? And yeah. then we leave. We just go higher and you just cut it off with the water jet. At any rate, so that's the gist of it. Um, if Ivy has any protective balm or charms... That would be good. Um, We're trying not gonna, to get scratched. There's going to be a lot of woodland creatures Forbidden. trying to bite and infect you. Just, uh, just want you to be aware of the risks. But we would really, really appreciate your help because otherwise we're not really sure how we're going to find the middle. Ivy stands up and dusts her hands off and she's like... All right, I guess you're gonna owe me two. One for the one for the chess game and one for this. <laughs> and uh, she starts oh encanting, and she says, "This will take a few minutes. Why don't you scurry off? Let us know when you get there." Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I had wanted I had wanted to ask the commander, um, like when the uh, when everything attacks, like is it coordinated in that they all. Like, do they attack from all sides, or do they attack, like, kind of group and, like, you know, like, how, how, how do they do it? I don't have any information on that. The record simply said that the attacks were more coordinated than could be expected of 
wildlife. This was a while ago, the last time we did this. Well, well, we'll just wing it like we always do. We could alternatively... Um, I could fly around maybe the treetops, making as much noise as possible, and drawing all of the critters oh. to one like edge of the island, and then we just fucking blast them all. I think a couple rounds of that before we land to thin out their ranks would be a really good idea. Okay. Well, when we killed that one, didn't it just like get slurped back into the ground? Well, that... the the goo did, but I don't know if it can produce like another physical bear endoskeleton. Yeah. Bear printer go burr. Right. Yeah. Burr. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, the I island ain't me. Suspicion that it like it can't produce its own squirrels. Otherwise, it would have produced a bird. Like. Otherwise, it would just be a bird printer nonstop, true, or like true, true. insects or spores or anything like that. Like, it's it seems anything like it's kind better of stuff spreading whatever than there. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even need to like uh, risk myself. I can just conjure up a small or a couple larger birds and just have them fly around. Yeah. And then and, then, and, and then if they them. get attacked and infected, I'll just unsummon them. <laughs> Yeah, let's just go back to the Fey Realms. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, <laughs> I think we should. I think we should drop off Lady Blossom's plant, but that's just me. So I don't want to declare war on the Fey Realms. Yeah, we're definitely not high enough level for that. <laughs> It's a gift freely given. Or, hey, you know, just saying, <laughs> what happens if the, the canker gets to the Fey and the Fey just, like, take it over? What if and the canker they, gets to the, the Fey and the canker fey. takes the Fey over? Well, yeah, I mean, either I, way, they'd come back at us, right? I gotta say, I think we're, we have a long and storied history of drastically overestimating what the Fey can do, personally. Um, you have a long and storied history of drastically <laughs> overestimating how the Fae feel about you. Also that. Yeah. Uh, my point being, um, I think that's a good strategy. Let's lure them out, blast them, land this thing, kill whatever's left that tries to destroy us, and then we'll blow this island, we'll go home. Okay. Any questions? Oh, Great. Let's see what um, Ivy has prepared. I will be standing by on the edge to featherfall everyone and the bomb down to the surface. I'm assuming some kind of force magic to make this easier for us. We'll see. Okay. You arrive in not orbit, but in the skies above <laughs> in orbit. The Isle of of the Canker. I mean it's got its own gravitational uh, pull, right? Quick question, how do we get back on the ship if we only have 20 seconds? Hmm, that's an excellent question. <laughs> before, we, before we go down there, I just want to make sure... I was waiting. ...pretty important base. Leyland raises a very interesting point. Um, does Captain Lignanhall have any of those neutral buoyancy vests? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Now, Actually, do we maybe still I'm have crazy. ours from the labs? Yeah, I don't think you ever gave them back. Yeah. All right, we're we're good. <laughs> um, we could, if, if Ivy needs to go down there with Basil to figure yeah, out the I exact. I don't want both of them out. I don't want both of them down. Well, there. isn't he going down to figure out the center of the island? Yes. 
Okay. So but then I, I think Ivy's enchantment is probably like on him and. Okay, so she's. I don't not know. Going we'll find out. Him. We'll find out. Because we could send a guard with him down just to mark the spot. They leave. I send in a giant eagle with the core charge to place it on that spot, and then the I'll, eagle flies away. I'll remind or... you that the car, the core charge is the approximate size and weight of a smart car. Of a smart car. Well, giant so eagles like... are a large creature. <laughs> I think I think so is the charge. Yeah. We could we could cast Featherfall on the charge. Yeah, Waffle. Yeah. Mentioned that. I'm sorry, Terradex. If Joe allows it, yes. Yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like is I can it... guide the charge down because I Featherfall it and then I use my power over wind to just like fly you know, out. aim it. <laughs> yeah, like I could just land it and then that's no problem. And then, so we, like, so we have three phases. We got, we got bait. We got mark. We got plan. That is yes. Okay. I think that's probably the plan. And then everybody who's going down to the surface just wears one of those neutral buoyancy vests. And after we trigger the charge, we just toss those, and then the island goes bye bye, and everyone is recaught by uh, Teliferous. Seems I mean, as like long a... as we can float 50 feet away from the part of the core that we don't drop, right? Yeah, well, like, the buoyancy vest gives us lots of time to figure this out. Worst case scenario, I cast fly, and I spend 10 minutes just, like, grabbing people and pulling them back over to the ship. Okay, yeah. All right. Seems good. So do we have enough? I guess Desmond would give Basil his buoyancy vest, right? That's probably the best... Mm -hmm. Best route of action there, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Captain. What What are you thinking about this? Because you've been assigned to ship duty, but like you're also the one who's able to cure infection. So, if we've got an hour, then well, you have you have an hour before you become a zombie. Yeah, lesser restoration, or disease. Time. Uh, you have an hour, because he said someone of your height. Oh. You're taller than all the rest of us. And I am a dwarf. Alright, take it. Point taken. You're a dwarf. <laughs> Don't you have, like, poison resistance? I mean, yes, I have resistance to poison. But, like, <laughs> you know. It'll be fine. That, that's poison damage, not infection and sublimation. Like. I... Okay, well... Um... I mean, yeah, it is sort of up to Desmond. Like, I'm fine being up on the ship and just lightning gunning everything that I can. But if we want me there to float the bomb down, I sort of have to yeah. be ground crew. Thoughts? I think Leyland has a very strong gunnery potential here because it doesn't leave, like, fog or residue or chunks. Um, yeah, yeah, I just assumed I would be... Not on this plane so. of existence, anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we could put Ched in the gun, because he's got... Uh, he does, like, AoE thorn barrages, as I remember. Yes. Which, AoE is good against what we're probably going to be facing. I do like Leyland down on the ground, because he's a very good frontline kind of shoot, shoot, scoot. 
so that's i mean it's i think either desmond or ched would be our person up on teliferous and then uh i would vote just like everyone that we can down there but that's mm-hmm. just me i mean we have no idea how many of them they are going to be so yeah more of us the better so we don't get overwhelmed right yeah. and we'll get a we might get a little sense of that on our first uh bait poll that we do like if the if the forest is just flooded from end to end with things trying to kill us maybe we spend an extra couple days out here just like leveling the trees for you know a 30 meter radius around the middle and then go from there but i think our first step is going to be the bait no matter what that'll be Leyland on the guns um i i almost wonder well wait never mind sorry never mind wonder what no i was just i, I forgot about her plan for a second but i was okay level where the center is but i don't think we need to do that since we're gonna find it first and then i i do think like um we could level out like a rough area where we think it is and then that'll give us a clear point to start well, more so like if there's tree coverage, I was thinking to give us a better visibility too. Yeah, absolutely. Of think of you know when they're coming. Um, what kind of armament do the ornithopters have? <clears throat> These ornithopters are equipped with uh, Gatling ray of frost guns, as well as <clears throat> one-off cone of cold discharge devices on each wing. Very cool. Okay. Um, well, I assume they're just going to be providing whatever fire support they're supposed to. So I explained that uh, I explained the plan. I explained that we're going to bait them to the edge and open up with Teleferous main guns. Uh, once we've thinned out their numbers a little bit, uh, we'll do a couple more passes, see if we can pull any more of them out into the open, and then we will send down a party to mark the location, then deploy the bomb down and figure it out from there. Uh, so save your cool cone of colds for probably like phase two and three. Sounds uh, good. Everybody to your battle stations. Ched will um, slide down the pole. <laughs> we'll fly off of the Teliferous um, over to um, the island, probably about 15 feet away um, from it, horizontal, horizontally and vertically. So that I'm away from, um, both ab- above and away from like the tree line, so nothing like jumps at it. And then I'll cast um, conjure animals, mm-hmm. conjuring two giant eagles. Scraw! Two giant Scraw! eagles appear, and I I give them commands to make as much noise as possible, flying around the edge of the island, and then once they've for uh, some time, made that noise, come back to this point where I am here, um, and then we'll go from there. I was going to make a joke about them immediately flying off to carry some halflings to a volcano, but we'll let that... <laughs> I don't know. We might need them to carry Basil. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Uh, I'm just going to sit tight. Like I'm going to sit on the lawn just kind of watching this whole scene because I'm not on guns and I'm not on, like, Teliferous is parked. We're not doing evasive maneuvers. So uh, Yeah, I, I assume they just kind of zoom off screeching. Yeah. <laughs> Battle station for me right now is just, like, 
indistinguishable from a picnic. I I assume you have like a checkered tablecloth and checkered tablecloths, pancakes, an entire plate being carried away by ants. <laughs> Um, yeah, really big ants. An entire plate being carried away by one dog-sized ant. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I'm wrestling with another one, trying to get a knife under its exoskeleton. Um, it's a whole thing. <laughs> you are treated to the somewhat ominous view of all of the leaves on the island following the eagles around. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yep. Forgot about that. <clears throat> And when they complete their circuit, there is a single bear with a large chunk missing from its... Oh, no, you guys obliterated that one, didn't you? We did, yes. yeah. Um, a, a different bear. <laughs> a de- totally different bear. We can tell same. it's different because it's wearing a hat. Exactly. <laughs> it's got a mustache. And we're like, oh, the bear's brother. Um, brother yeah, bear. there's a single bear that comes to the side of the island and sort of watches the eagles no squirrels that you can see so i guess i will dismiss the birds mm-hmm. so that i can cast locate animal or plant and i will cast locate um locate animal on, on squirrels and see what squirrels I can detect. There is, you can detect the nearest squirrel, and it is near the bear. Okay, so safe to say we've drawn some of. Okay, I'm gonna open fire. Right, let's say I guess I'm going to. Yeah, I don't know blast if I what I can see. So sure. All right, you. Um... I move out of range. <laughs> you especially, open. Especially if it's a nat one. <laughs> you open up the um, the weapon systems. Go ahead and make your attack roll. We're rolling dice, guys. Forty five minutes in. Uh, add my. <laughs> add your normal, like whatever you would add to your crossbows. Right, right. Uh, total sixteen. Yep, you managed to uh, paste the bear with your pinpoint shadow accuracy. Are there any gnomes, like, landed on Teliferous right now, or are they all, like... They're in formation around you at the moment. All right. Um, I am... Yeah, I guess next step here is uh, I go to Basil and I go, it's time. Because this doesn't... The the bait didn't seem to get a whole lot of... uh, They didn't seem to go for that, so... Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Or there's not a lot down there. Or there's not a lot down there. just got the last... We got the last bear. Uh, Leyland, maybe start clearing out the middle just while you have nothing else to do. Just start making a landing zone. All right. So I think what I want to do is kind of blast like a 20, 30 foot, like, like, or even bigger than that. Like, just clear out as much as possible. Yeah, just just start clearing and keep going until Basil's in position. Because it's like... One, I actually do want to test and see how long the Teliferous can, like, continually fire its main gun before we start to run into issues. And two, we uh, the bigger the area, the better, really. Well, can we put anything else into it temporarily, into the weapons temporarily to... I don't know that we've ever upgraded the weapons. Nope. Did we... 
I thought we did it during the dragon fight as like an emergency measure. How much power do we have left? Well, right now it's all in repairs. We haven't taken root in a while. We were just we just took root in Hopsonopolis. How did we take root on a flying city of stone and they metal? Gave, they because gave it was you, on an island. Yeah, a natural island to use as a landing Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good. We've only been uprooted for like one day. So okay. I thought I thought it was just one big ship. Nope. Okay. Alright, so do I need to make a roll for that? Just clear stuff? Or... Yes. Okay. Total 17. Okay, you get to work on clearing out a circle in the center of the island. It's going to take you a while because your your weapon is pinpoint accurate hit scan, but it's also like single target, so to speak. Like right. it's very it, it tends to stick like, to whatever you're aiming at. Um, I mean I could we could swap out and I could do a cone attack. <clears throat> it'll it'll work. You'll just it'll take a little while. Alright. Uh right. And then you go down to Basil and Ivy's cottage and uh, knock on the door. Ivy opens the door. Basil steps out. He is covered in a shimmering, um, translucent mother of pearl, what looks like a soap bubble. Okay. And uh, Ivy pats him fondly on the head and says, Go get him, dear. <laughs> Make sure you're home in time for supper. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get let's get Bubble Basil down there. Bubzel. <laughs> Bubzel. God. <laughs> you hear him roll his eyes. All right. <laughs> um, ground team, sound off. Here. Hi. All right. Present. That's, okay, that's three of you. Good. As you are all aware, I am going to be up here ready to feather fall down the bomb. Um, presumably someone will help me lift this thing and throw it over the side, but we'll get to that. Uh, I can always... Uh, I'll figure that out. You get light as a feather? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's fine. I'll figure that out. I have so many tools at my disposal for making things fly. Um, Chet's uh, coming down too, right? Yes. Yeah, Chet is part of ground team, but sort of because he's bird team i will be with you in Crazy. spirit and also a giant 20 foot radius sphere of howling wind and storm so don't worry <laughs> i'm always worried i worry a little bit um and then uh what's going to happen here is i am going to uh get them all lined up on the edge ready to jump into the landing site where i can feather fall them mm-hmm and uh, I am going to cast Storm Sphere, uh, which has a 150-foot range. It's yep. crazy long. I'm going to put that on, like, one side of the clearing at the, like, edge of the forest. And I figure that'll cover basically that area, and they can sort of focus on other areas. Okay. Um, so a big, windy, swirling very tightly compacted storm uh, whips into motion and I give a thumbs up launch I like to think that the casting of this you also like produce 
a uh, like a howling gust of wind that knocks everybody else off the side of Teliferous. <laughs> oh, absolutely, uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's um, all of the like, whenever there's like a proper windy spell that Tarjax is doing, it's never his like gusts. It's always a gust that has traveled from the anchor storm itself all the way up over the continent to this exact moment at the perfect time when he needs it. Yeah. So this huge gale just rips across the top of Teliferous, sweeping everyone off, and then coalesces into a storm where it's supposed to go. Yeah. So and then I, I feather fall everyone. Yeah, and Terrajug's like, oh shoot, and panically like... <laughs> I'm not Windy thing, windy thing! There's a heart-stopping moment where you're in free fall before you start gently drifting down. Thanks. Great. And then... Um, I am going to... So I'm sitting up on Teleferous, overlooking this site. Uh, what's the? What are the ranges I'm looking at here? They're probably like 100 feet-ish? Yeah. Okay. Um, then yeah, I, I can't like... It's out of range of all of my stuff except Lightning Bolt, so I ready an action if I see something like bear-sized or larger to cast Lightning Bolt at it, but... Otherwise, I'm going to sit tight. Yeah, okay. As we get down there, I'm going to have my cross, my hand crossbows ready, like ready in action, because I don't really care <clears throat> down here. Like, if something comes at me, I'm shooting it. So oh, I forgot I have I'm readying Thunderwave. Okay. Balrock is ready. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> He's readying a thumb. So you guys all gently drift down to the clearing that Leyland managed to produce. Uh, Basil like sweeps away some of the shadow dust that remains on the ground and pulls out some chalk and starts drawing a circle around himself uh, and he says this will take a minute or two to get set up alright we'll, uh, we'll keep him out of your hair till then mm-hmm. and all of the foliage at the outside of this clearing is bent in your direction of course it is and of course you don't hear any noises at all um despite this i will need perception checks from everybody currently on the ground on overwatch (laughs) uh you do not need to make a perception check okay there's only a seven from me it's a total of 19 from okay uh ched perception check please Yes. Oh, whoops. 18. Okay. Ched and Leyland, you can see that there are small animals sort of gathering at the exterior of this ring of uh, defoliated island, all streaked with the same purple-black veination, characteristic of the canker. How close are they together? Um... They're, I mean, it's kind of like a continuous circle all the way around the outside. Uh, I don't know. Do we want it? Do we, should Chad cast fire? Well, we uh, didn't, yeah, we didn't wait it. a day. We didn't wait a day. Oh. I don't have it prepared. I, you oh. had a day to get there. I'll say that you're allowed to have whatever spells okay. Just, you thought I mean, you might need. We, I was told that was a bad idea because they go, uh, well, they, they turn into, 
They fuse. Yeah. They become vapor. And we breathe but, them in and then it enters but, our bloodstream. And then you can't have, amputate your but, whole blood. You have but, a master of the wind. Yes. Who is currently I, 100 feet away on the tree ship. I decide how the wind blows. Uh, fortunately, uh, my windy thing works in a 100-foot radius. How convenient. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I decide which way the wind blows. So if, as long as you put your firewall on like one half or one side of the clearing, I can waft it away from yeah, you. That's what I was thinking. At least we can like kind of keep them from coming at us from all angles, at least. So we don't want a burning ring of fire. We want a semicircle. Yeah, probably on like the opposite side of the storm sphere, just to. Okay. I cast them down lanes. I cast wall of fire. Um, and can I make it a longer wall since I'm not making it a full ring? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll say that's that's fine. Between you and Terrajex, you have about half of the exterior of this uh, of this ring sort of clear of potential invasion. Okay. There is a hissing noise that comes up. Not like animal hissing, like water flicked onto a hot frying pan hissing. Oh, yeah. Bacon grease hissing mm-hmm. um, from the wall of fire. And you can see that there is like a cloud of uh, purple fumes coming up from where it meets the, the trees and the woodland creatures that were previously standing there. Oh, we should just burn down the forest. Got enough fucking... <laughs> Barrel of gasoline. <laughs> it just set the whole thing on fire. Uh, yeah, we really should have, and then come down after the gas dissipated. Because yeah, we never tested what the range on Fall Rock's thing is. Because, like, maybe it's enough range that we could just like sit upwind and just level the island. <laughs> Whatever. We're here now. We'll do that next time we run into the canker. There is a rumbling from the island itself. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Basil, how much more time are you thinking? Basil holds up one hand. He's currently like halfway through adding runes to the to the circle that he had drawn. Okay. <clears throat> well, a yeah, while longer. Yeah. Um, Got a clinch butthole. That's for sure. <laughs> Terajux, now you need to make a perception check. Lovely. Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. So what happens here is that I'm sitting up there, I have my lightning bolt ready, and the fucking ants are back, and they keep trying to take my pancakes. I'm like, get, get out of here, go! Get out of here! For, yeah, for the audience, apologies, we just had to cut like five minutes <laughs> trying to figure out Exactly why Leyland's mic was transmitting to you, the audience, the sound of paper rustling in HD. As soon as we get our Patreon up and going, we'll be sure to have uh, the Leyland ASMR tier. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll clip that out and post it with a blooper reel sometime, maybe. Oh, we do need to sell our blooper reels. I have an entire folder full of outtakes. One day. Anyway, where were we? Um, 
Tara Jackson Queen just failed a perception yeah. check with yeah, a that's natural like the one. Yeah, one perception. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So you are currently in the process of fighting off an ant. Like, it's got one end of your fork in its mandibles. Wait. What? What? I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> and look, so I was having a picnic, and the you have to remember that not only is all the produce on Teliferous very large, but so are all of the creatures. <laughs> and so there are ants on Teliferous that are very large, the size of like a small terrier. Huh. Yeah. They're, they're canonically, attractive. there are large ants on Teliferous. They're very friendly. Unless you have pancakes, and they are incredibly voracious. Yeah. So you're you've got one in, you've got the fork and you're trying to pull it out of the ant's mandibles with the yeah. pancakes still intact. It's not working very well. Um, and that's why you miss the fifty foot long uh, infected centipede that is currently making its way directly towards the clearing containing the party. Ah! Oh. Do 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 do. We're just hanging out, waiting for Basil. And then, don't know nothing about no centipede. A giant centipede bursts out of the uh, foliage in one of the regions that does not currently contain fire or lightning. I cast lightning bolt at it. Make another perception check. Is it not like visible? All all of us are. (laughs) No, Terrajax. I need to see if you are no longer engrossed in your one-to-one single combat with this. Dog sized ants. Uh, that is a nine. You notice the giant centipede. <laughs> and I I spit out a bite of pancakes and I surrender the fork and I do a big sweeping motion and I point at it and I go, nah, not today. And then there is lightning occupying its space. Okay, roll damage. All right. Uh, Water cannon might help too. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're going to need some uh, auxiliary fire support, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, these are good rolls. No, these are less good. Uh, 31 lightning damage. Half on success. Excellent. A blast of lightning ripples down the length of the centipede, and it rears back, and then it continues skittering its way into the clearing. Uh, Other ground team, what are you doing about this? And Desmond, what are you doing about this? I'm going to go punch it. (laughs) Mm, Need me to to shoot with some water bombs? I was about to say, I'd rather rather Desmond with the water first. Sure. Would like like to spray it with water. Spritz it. See what happens. Okay. So you uh, you spin up the Desmond style weapons on Teliferous. Um, remember, you have you have the water riot cannon and you have the icicle gun. Let's try the icicle gun, actually. Okay. Just staple it to the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Go ahead and uh, make your attack roll. What do I add to it? Uh, it's considered thing? a ranged attack, so dexterity, you are proficient, so proficiency as well. Oh, 18 total. You fire out an icicle that is um, very finely pointed at the tip and five feet wide at the other end. 
Uh, it just sort of coalesces, like it gets 3D printed in the air in front of Teliferous before being shot at the uh, centipede. And you do indeed manage to pin it to the ground um, sort of at the halfway point of its nice. body. And it's screaming in a sort of centipede fashion. It can't feel tame. It can't feel pain. It's not real. And there is <laughs> viscous purple liquid dripping from its mandibles oh. and also where you stapled it. And Basil finishes inscribing some runes and starts chanting. Uh-oh. And Good. Um, everybody make a perception right. check. A what check? Perception. Ah. Uh, up top as well, or? 18. Yes. 18 as well. Uh, 27? I rolled a 2. Cool. Okay, everybody who didn't roll a 2, you notice a small wave <laughs> of woodland creatures coming out of the opposite clear zone of the foliage. Uh-oh. Can I move the wall? I don't think so. No, I, I can't. So. No. Well, we have storms through there, right? So, you guys were covering about half of the... <laughs> Uh, circles perimeter on opposite sides so you have right. like two lanes coming in from the let's say the left and right for your space one of which is currently occupied by an enormous centipede the other which is occupied by a wave of infested woodland creatures what do you well, do do we need a roll yet or <laughs> no can I just no i don't think we need to roll initiative Maybe maybe we signal uh, Papa Moist to fire some more Papa water. Moist. Ooh, um, yeah. that's his that's rap name. <laughs> Hate that. <laughs> I'm not on fire. I put him out. How far away is this from me? Like within ninety feet? Sure. Okay. I am going to wait until uh, Papa Moist fires, and then I am going to shoot uh, Chromatic Orb and the Storm Sphere Lightning onto the freshly wetted targets. Okay. I mean, I'm going to wait until they're nice and moist. (laughs) All right. I'm going to make my attack roll then. Please do. That is a total... Of ten. Okay, you douse the woodland creatures without any appreciable, like, pushback on them. You They're... weren't quite accurate enough with the with the water cannon to actually do anything other than wetten them. It's they're, like they're moisturized. It's like the entire tree does a spit take. Yeah, exactly. And you're all like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and it's just warm. It's like it's like body temperature water. <laughs> what just are the rest of you? A little bit too much like saliva. Uh, I'm going to aim each of my crossbows at two different clusters of the animals and fire bolts at each of them and cast hail thorns. On each of my bolts at the second level. That seems reasonable. Alright. Make your rolls. First first one. Total eleven. Okay. Seven. Okay. Um the first bolt uh manages to 
land inside what looks like a rabbit, except it's obviously like gross and weird looking. And a rabbit, but evil. Yeah, exactly. Imagine a dark rabbit. Look at the bones. <laughs> I don't think we can. I think that might be copyrighted. That might be copyrighted. No. Um, trademarked uh, Jerry Jeraford K. Horkrums of Penny Arcade and Pax. Yeah, we're big fans. Uh, the hail of thorns does go off, and it like perforates like that cluster of woodland animals explodes into a fine purple spray. Yummy. The uh, I don't even have to roll damage. No. Uh, the second bolt um, looks to be going true, and the swarm just kind of splits around it and then reforms on the other side. That's terrible. Falrock, Ched, what actions are you taking? I mean, I'm casting a, a spell that I have to concentrate on, so I can't cast else. You can cast other spells that don't yeah. require concentration. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's not a whole lot for... Okay. You can maintain the wall so of fire. That's. I will maintain the wall of fire and ready thunder wave if they come before my next turn Excellent. within range. Farah. Well, not the best at dealing with the crowds without my fire magic. So, uh, sure, I'm gonna burn them um, and do something I have never actually done before and spend two of my key points uh, to cast burning hands. <gasps> Hey! Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, so Farlock's going to run up to where they seem to be converging. Um, They're converging on Basil. Well, in front of Basil. He's going to get in the way. Uh, well, probably, yeah. Um, so Farlock's going to get in the way of the swarm and uh, take a big, deep breath um, and try to just sort of push a whole bunch of uh, fiery volcanic force out through his fingertips. Um, and they'll need to make a, uh, a dexterity save, and I get to burn an eight. Okay, you don't even really need to roll damage here. As they get closer, you expel flame from your very hands, and the creatures in front of you are sublimed into purple haze. Is it less hazy and more like melty since they were already soaked perhaps um yeah sure it's, more like a melting yeah it's more like um <laughs> I, was... <laughs> I don't know if this is better or worse but it's it's kind of like you're melting down a candle real fast except <laughs> that the wax is like slopping in your direction still no, that's okay. That 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 is better than a fine mist coming to take me over. So you know, all those lovely mucous membranes, so ripe for colonization. Uh, and then, uh, if there are any stragglers, I will. Oh, there's loads. Old... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, pick two that are particularly large and threatening. And I hit him one of them with a chromatic orb for uh, 18 to hit. Yep. And then another one, uh, the storm sphere itself reaches out with a bolt of lightning uh, and hits a creature. And that is going to be a 19 to hit. Mm -hmm. um, and then if there are any effects that have to do with the conductivity of wet purple goop, I leave that as an exercise for the reader. Leland, mute yourself when you do that. <laughs> what? 
got to mute yourself when you're making noises. I'm doing it as gently as possible. It is, it is in fact, louder than you are. It's like an ASMR (laughs) weapon of mass destruction. It's a magnet for paper wrestling sounds. Hide. Sucks. Uh, so your bolts of electricity strike their targets, and it travels kind of through portions of the swarm and leaves swaths of them twitching on the ground. Yummy. Uh, Chet, as they approach, you clap your wings um, and produce a, a wave of mighty force that blows many of them backwards. And as as you do so, Basil completes his incantation and a um, 15 foot diameter circle uh, appears to start glowing in gold on the ground. All right, I got my target. Um, the so, centipede at this point. Nuclear launch detected. <laughs> uh, the, the centipede at this stage um, struggles enough such that it tears the front half of its body off of the staple. Yep, saw that oh. And yeah. begins. Uh, writhing in your direction. Nowhere near as fast as it was, but it is definitely like, hey, here it comes. <laughs> I get out coming. my heavy cross. Okay. Um, so, is that everyone for the combat round and we're on the next one? Because I have my... <laughs> I have a visual aid prepared for how I'm going to deliver the bomb. Please, <laughs> set up us the bomb. Set us up the bomb. Do I need to Knock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. For those of you playing along at home, uh, you could just Google the Doctor Strange Love bomb gif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them will do. <laughs> so, so the way this is going to work is, I am going to stop concentrating on Storm Sphere, so I can instead start concentrating on my very favorite spell that is garbage. Summon Gust cowboy hat. Wind. Well, uh, no, I, I have the cowboy hat ready. Um, that was part of my preparation for this mission. Oh, I see. It's finding um, a cowboy hat? Yeah, so I put my cowboy hat on. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to cling on to the back of the bomb here and cast Gust of Wind, which pushes the object in front of me uh, 15 feet, I believe. Yep. But I'm on that object, so we're we're just going along with it. Sure. Um. And then once we are out over open, like, you know, out over the landing area, I am going to turn the gust of wind away from the bomb so I'm not accelerating. Uh, Cast Featherfall. And then this is just going to be a lot of, like, nudging it with gust and little, like, taps of the wind here or there to kind of center it. And then... You activate the, like, jam jets. Yeah. Okay. So that's... So I'm using the wind as like an RCS uh, system for this <laughs> hovering bomb. And I'm obviously riding on top of it. So the uh, the ground lights up. Terrajux, you see, um, comes sailing off the edge of Teliferous, <laughs> and then the motion of the bomb is immediately arrested to a gentle drift um, that he is adjusting... Uh, with minute gusts of wind to make sure that it lands square and center. And we'll get back to you on that. Uh, you'll have to make some rolls to make sure that it lands appropriately. Wait, why why I have... are you writing it down? Couldn't you have feather-folded it from the 
I gotta no. I like my aim is not that good. Yeah, he, this is a he's much safer. A, he's got like a thousand hours of Kerbal Space Program. I think he's got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I don't want to just like dumb fire this bomb. This is now at the at the risk of it's a quote unquote smart. This is a bomb. smart bomb. It's, yeah, that, that's a bit much. It's that, an average that's... intelligence bomb. <laughs> okay, all right, there you go. <laughs> it finished high school, the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um, the writer, we're not sure about. <laughs> yeah, Tarzix finished high school. He just then immediately joined the military. Uh, right. So, ground crew, you have a giant centipede. Half of a giant centipede um, scurrying towards you. There is still a a lessened wave of zombified purple goo woodland animals heading in your direction. Basil is standing in the center uh, with his hands raised, like, "Oh God, I didn't <laughs> sign up for this." Beat me up, Scotty. But the, can he leave? The, is the, is his marker going to go away if? If we hit his uh, airbag, okay. But if we hit his airbag, he's just gonna float like yeah. A he'll foot he'll off be the ground. he'll he'll fl float exactly where he's standing, more or less, because it's, it's, it's neutral, called buoyancy. neutral buoyancy. So push oh. off. Can he push off the ground? Yeah, he'll get a little distance, but unless he's got like air jets, like yeah. once I get on the ground, I can start throwing people up into the air with gust of wind. I can fly him out or that. I'm about to say, yeah. I, I would get bad. If he's done his job. <laughs> it just... Hey, make an eagle do it. Oh, wait. Uh, concentration. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Summon more eagles. <laughs> uh, on a related wall. note, there are... There's another tide of woodland creatures spilling out of the area where the storm sphere once was. Yeah. Oh. Good yeah, luck, everybody go. else. Uh, so, what to do? Uh, I direct... Basil to uh, push the button. Basil hits the <laughs> neutral buoyancy belt that he's wearing and a comical balloon sprouts out of it and he is like and it, he has it on backwards so the balloon comes out <laughs> of like, his stomach from the front instead of the back like it normally would so he's like sprawled backwards. <laughs> okay, I then I, I kind of go under him so that he's not just Dangling his his arms and legs awkwardly uh, under him, and uh, and try and and lift him away. Okay, yeah. Uh, you start to push. He it it looks like the belt isn't perfectly neutrally buoyant. He still has some mass, but he's he's light enough that you can easily sort of ferry him around. Okay. If slowly, uh, because he's unwieldy and the balloon has a lot of drag. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually. Then I'm going to grab. Um, I'm, I'm gonna switch the. Since, since now that I've realized how light he is, uh, I'm actually going to carry him with my my feet to free up my hands. Okay. Yeah, that should be fine. Okay. He's like, I've never done this before. Me neither. And I end my turn. Okay. Um, Falrock. Leyland Desmond. Yes. What? What are you doing? What do? Hmm. Do I need to I don't do know anything? If Desmond wants to just shoot like a semi, like a whole circle spray 
spray the centipede again? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could push that back if you want to try to do that. I was mostly you could gonna... do more to more creatures, though. Well, yeah. he only like splashed. Well, he uh, rolled very poorly. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he rolled like a ten, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I could try to do. How are you? You guys are just using Terrajux to get out of there, right? He's still getting in there, I think. Yeah. So the way I'm envisioning this working is I place the bomb, I, I mean, press the button, the entire island drops away, and we're left just hanging. Like, Honestly, I, I thought that we were all going to extract ourselves before you came down. Okay, here's what I want to do. I, I've got a two-pronged that, plan. That was before like, the, we got there, and there was way too many things on the ground still. Okay. Right. Let's hear it. I want, plan. The first Let's thing go. I want to do is I want to use the water cannon to cut a line from where they are to the edge of like the shortest edge of the island. Okay. Because then I'm gonna. What I want to do is put an ice spear into the thing and then use the water cannon to make an ice bridge, if I have to. Well, oh, so when the island like drops a, like, away, slide for us. Like yeah. A little like a luge, kind like, of. basically. Exactly. If everyone uses their gnome belts, though, the island is going to fall faster than they do. Yeah, true. He's doing this in case we don't have enough time. Right. To wait for that, even though it's only twenty seconds. Oh well, well, it's twenty seconds before we're at the point of no return. Yes. It, like it's going to drop away from you guys instantly. Like six seconds is going to get you a lot of distance. I don't know. Mm -hmm. To me, the plan was. Um, detonate the core charge presumably like if you're still standing on the part of the island that is not cored like that part is still going to be stable and it's not going to have a ton of things on it where are the ornithopters who are supposed to also be helping <laughs> clear something <laughs> out yeah. here so the ornithopters have been um releasing like clouds of icy cold air to sort of freeze the vapor coming off of the wall of fire. Well, I've been directing that with the wind. Right, but it's going to go somewhere. I guess, yeah. And as they're doing so, it sort of precipitates and falls into the anchor. Alright. Yeah. Um, so anyways. I'm just going to... I'm going to use the riot cannon to, like, put plan B into effect, I think. Okay. I'm just going to try to cut a line. And that's probably a good thing I did it that way because I got a total of eight. I'm not using that anymore. Yeah, much less precision precision is needed for this, so you're able to successfully draw out the the slip and slide maneuver. Okay. Oh uh, well, unless you're gonna let me um, try to do the icicle thing right now. No, I I'll think that'll be time. that'll be the finishing Next. touch later. Okay. So, uh, Leyland and. Falrock, what are you doing? Uh, how close is the centipede? How close is the what? The centipede. The centipede is um, approximately 50 feet away from Basil. Well, Basil's gone. Right. Basil's well, the center of the island, from you. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fire a heavy crossbow at it. Okay. Make your roll. Okay. It's... Seventeen. That will hit. This is what I was looking for earlier. I upgraded my crossbow. Do two d10s. You did, yes. Ooh, 
total of 20 damage. Chunk. Uh, yeah, you fire and you manage to take like one of the legs right off the the torso. Torso, if the, thorax. I don't actually um, know very much about one of its anatomy. segmented. Yeah, it loses a leg. You take a leg off, and it um, is now it's like listing as it skitters towards you. Okay, and I put away my crossbow. I draw my short swords. Just for anything that close. Okay. Falrock? Um, yeah. I'm going to try and get towards where Tarajux is going to be landing to try and defend that spot a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try and punch my way through anything since they're not soaked. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if there's anything in the way, I'll roll to punch. Please do. Okay. You're starting to get the, like, smaller woodchucks and squirrels that are a little bit faster. Um, okay. That are starting to make uh, circle. 16 and 13. Uh, the 16 will hit. The 13 doesn't hit. But then you have a strange sense of deja vu. Um, and you find your fist, like, course correcting as you swing. And, uh, Ched, you look down and you see Basil, like, frantically waving his hands from his upside-down, <laughs> belly-up floating position. <laughs> it's like, I see the very strands of fate! And they said divination wasn't a good combat score. <laughs> Roll damage. Oh, okay. Uh, gonna be four and five. Okay, yeah, you just, like, vaporize. Vaporize isn't the right word. You squash these small woodland creatures. Uh, Coating your forge gloves in an unpleasant purple fluid. Great. Uh, Terrajux, I need you to make a... hmm, What do we want this to be? Uh, Piloting. (laughs) (laughs) This counts as an aircraft, right? (laughs) No. Falling objects are not aircraft. <laughs> That's look, what is a glider if not an object that falls slowly? Make a concentration check. <laughs> Alright. Oh, uh that is twenty-three. Okay. As all this is going on, you manage to uh maneuver the core charge directly down onto the illuminated uh, circle that Basil has produced for you. And as soon as it touches down, I just lean down and start slapping the detonate button, and I say, to the void! Yeah, uh, it hums... All of it consigned to the void! May the storm take you! It hums for a second, and then... um, a pillar of force sort of it goes up about five five feet above the core charge uh, before shimmering to a stop and then you can hear it piercing the ground beneath it and then oh my there's... god I'm so glad I didn't put this thing on there upside down yeah that would have been bad <laughs> good god oh my gosh everybody else uh, there is a shaking 
and a, a juddering and the island lurches like you're on a bad amusement park ride. <laughs> and then it starts to drop. And the, the centipede belt. Yeah, the centipede jerks around. And he goes, ah, 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 happy birthday! <laughs> and then the whole island just implodes. No, actually, the centipede um, lunges forward and gets its mandibles around the core charge. Uh, I would like to use gust of wind that is still active to just blast it off. No way. Okay. Um, Strength saving throw. It's hanging in there. It's like ripped. <laughs> the ripped back, yeah, back of its body is just wind. like it's just mandibles. A wind sock. <laughs> and I'm just going. Ah! Uh, Farak fired some bolts of light at it. This will be made difficult, as if you recall, you don't have a buoyancy belt. You have buoyancy water wings. Oh, right. Well. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like, you can try, I but you'll be rolling really... with disadvantage. Just okay. do it with your foot instead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. A light kick. <sighs> can, I, can I do laser eyes? No, that's not right. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. Uh, well, that's an eight. Uh, and the second one... Uh, no, that's an at one. Okay, yeah. Well, I tried. Don't ever let it be said I didn't try. Okay. I'm trying to think of some comical crit-fail effect I can do, but all of them would be very tragic. <laughs> like everything that <laughs> I'm coming up happens. with. That's how it happens, man. Off the top of my head. Um, I would like to actually like, hit, like use my feet instead because my arms are busy. Okay, because like the, the martial arts has always been really focused on just, the fist, um, but Falrock's definitely trained in more than just punching things. Just take your shoe off and kick your shoe at it. Eye lasers. He doesn't get eye lasers. I don't. Or get do you have a do you have another use of burning hands? Because just make it burning breath. <laughs> you do have um, fireball in the forge gloves. <laughs> that does not require an attack roll. This is true. Didn't ask how. <laughs> how I didn't ask how big the room was. I said I cast fireball. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Let's. Yeah. Hopefully, this will burn the gunk off of the the forge gloves as well. So. Uh, yeah. Fireball. I have legitimately not cast fireball in three years. 8d6? It is 8d6, yes. Excellent. Terajux, uh, I'll need you to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because with it only being half a centipede, I'm guessing I can't aim at the back half. Uh, that's a 21. Okay, yeah. So I, I put on aviators and I turn away from the explosion <laughs> and the whole island drops away. Your entire right. back half is sad. yeah. yeah. I mean, my the back of my body is badly burned, but I look so cool. Those are that's some good numbers right there. Uh, thirty-three. Cool. Yeah, you uh, you incinerate most of the centipede. Like, there's one mandible stuck on the the core charge. 
Uh, Terrajux, cool. you take a quarter of that damage. Oh. Half for the saving throw and half for the fact that you're still, like, sort of in a little bit of the force cage. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it was extending up the top. Um, I'll use it as half cover. Yeah. All right. Uh, everybody else, I guess, Leyland, you hit your balloon? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, and you all are... So, uh, as you are sort of drifting in the void waiting for Terrajux to do whatever it was that he was going to do to get you back on to Teliferous... Um, I was going to go to Teliferous and fly Teliferous down to them. Okay, so you take off. Yep. I... I just, uh, I salute everyone who's currently just dangling in the void. I say, be right back. And then I just start flying off to the ship. You take off. Um, the chunk of island that's left that still has the core charge on it is hanging there in the void. You can clearly see the anchor connection. Uh, tendrils of thick, viscous, purple-black liquid start extending from the uh, sort of interior and that is right when <laughs> that is when cold shoulder swoops in four of them uh unleash their their cone Icy of cold boys. emitters freezing the remainder of the island solid and then the other two spill spool up their um gatling gun ray of frost beams and start just taking chunks out of it uh, as i'm flying away i cast shatter on it just to help them out yeah, uh, you you successfully managed to like tear the core charge to pieces. I assume that was part of the. Yeah. All right, cool. We did it. And then uh, Terrajux brings Teliferous down. Some of the Ornithopters like come and help nudge you back onto the tree ship. Can I get some? Like, did the did the fireball gathering the flame in the gauntlet? Did that burn away the yeah that the goo? that okay. sublimated the the goop that was on your gloves? Oh, yeah, it wasn't a harmful amount. We don't know. I'm assuming that Falrock would be like prescient enough to not breathe it in. Yep. He's just like frantically. <laughs> Go ahead and get up yeah. on the rest cast on your way just for good measure. You'll do what? Wouldn't say just, no to it. Just get a minor restoration. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just in case. Um, I think that's probably where we'll stop. We'll stop with the, the island dramatically sinking into the anchor, followed by large chunks of ice. Never to return? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? To be continued? Well, maybe, probably not that island, but... Um, anyway, so, uh, I've been joe your dungeon master for this alchemist club adventure i hope you enjoyed that um it's a little on the longer side but um well we'll see what the actual final time is there's a lot of stuff in there that i can i can clip uh anyway if you wish to get in touch with us you can do so at the alchemist club 88 at gmail.com or the alchemists club 88 at gmail.com you can find our podcast on podbean spotify stitcher google play and apple podcasts our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club. Keep an eye out for the soon-to-be-coming ASMR with Leyland Hill Creek channel uh, coming to a podcast app near you. Our adventurers today were... Daniel playing Chet Fleek. Cahill playing Disney. Zach and I play Falrock, who's really 
unhappy that he forgot to narrate casting Fireball. <laughs> I'm... And I play <laughs> 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 And I'm Waffle and I play Tower Jugs. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> that, was that was perfect. Oh my god. <laughs>